0: Is in the locker room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Good morning, everybody! As we throw open the doors to the locker room, it's a fabulous Tuesday. It's a wake-up Tuesday, and I'm so glad because my compadre, my my, my sidekick, my 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 leader, whatever you want to say. You got the great Max Starks shows up right in the nick of the time just as we're kicking it off, and you did so with one of your little lovely ladies there, my friend.
1: Yeah, this morning uh, it's uh, it's International Peace Day at their school, so uh, trying to find the all-white outfits in the closet when Mommy is not home.
0: <laughs> so you're the fashion coordinator. Go.
1: That's what you're yeah, saying. no. no yeah no i i am am not i am am just a highly paid stunt double (laughs) that's
0: that's a truism brother that is a truism you know it's whenever whenever dad's cooking right it's always (laughs) drive-through whatever the drive-through happens to be that's what dad's cooking you know you bring it home you drive through bring it home (laughs) (laughs)
1: exactly it's like oh oh you guys want food good perfect okay i'll be there
0: (laughs) (laughs) there it is chipotle called it up there it is man and get double for me (laughs) whatever you order for yourself get double for me oh my (laughs) heavens what a great tuesday well we have good news max we got good news i mean right now uh, you got a little worrisome did you not at least i did when deontay went down with that knee and we're going to find out more yes. from the press conference today following our show as uh, Mike Tomlin has a press conference. But just the, the, the initial signs from what I understand they're saying, um, it, it looks like he's, he's going to be okay. It wasn't serious, you know, and that we can get on. And, and I don't know if he's up this week or not, but at least it's not something worse where, you know, you're thinking of uh, ACLs and MCLs and all the CL thing stuff.
1: Okay, well, I mean, that that's something that 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 gives me a little bit of a uh, little bit of pause of, of joy, L- still a little bit of pause because right, like Deontay being down. I know how how important he is as far as a technical route running standpoint, but. I, I need I need to hear better news on one of five injuries on the, on that defense. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's so but many. That's one hurdle to cross. Yeah, there's so many. Uh, yeah, Red Rover, Red Rover, send anyone back over, right? Exactly. <laughs> <You
0: know? laughs> We're like a walking mash unit going on here. You think – I thought the Raiders were bad. I mean, 18 people on their injury report early on, seven guys. But, you know, this was more and, – and this is harder when you go into the game and you start losing bodies during the game. It's one thing to be down knowing fully that you're down uh, some people and you can make adjustments, bring other bodies in. But when you start losing people in the midst of a game, that's one thing. When you start surgical strikes where you lose the maybe the uh, defensive player of the year, uh, when you you lose uh, not just uh, your, your second best defensive tackle, but you've already down your second best. So you, now there's your third, Tyson Alu-Alu, and i uh, you know he uh, this it cascades into real problems.
1: Well, and it just it then puts even more stress because then one of your top corners is down so if I can't put pass rush on a on on an opposing offense that back end has to hold up and if I'm taking away pieces from there how can the back end (laughs) hold up for all that time if you're not pass rushing and then it's this the whole time about what now I got a blitz more and now that leaves me even more susceptible in man situations because we can't run you know or you're trying to run a, a some type of crazy zone and it just it, it creates so many mismatches once you have that depth concerns and yeah yeah so so fingers crossed it's only tuesday players tuesday hopefully they they, they, they go get seek the treatment they need on their own and then they come back <laughs> on wednesday and then it's just a a d dnp today you know did not practice but yet come back on thursday because we need we need a couple of those bodies to come back i know it's a groin and that's a sensitive area but yeah if we want to beat cincinnati we're gonna we're gonna need
0: as many hands on deck as possible well there's no question about and one of the things i think that um people don't and you referenced it but people don't get a real grasp on or maybe you just kind of it's one of those things you know but you kind of overlook uh, is the fact that um, you know the back end is hand-in-hand hand with the front end, and the front end is hand-in-hand hand with the back end. In other words, coverage uh, can be dictated by what the pressure you're getting, and the pressure you're getting dictates the coverage. And it goes back and forth. It, they're really inseparable. They are two commodities that you got to have together. And when you're deficient in one, it puts a greater burden on the other. But when you're deficient in both – boy, that creates an even bigger problem.
1: Uh, Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those. You want to, you know, just like you say to eliminate distractions, (laughs) um, you also want to eliminate the issues, uh, and that's one of the things. You don't want to create any other issues because guess what? Your opponent's looking, and they're waiting, and they're anticipating. And if they see that there's some way we can exploit you – Kind of like the second half of the Raiders game, right? Right. Knowing you're down, TJ Watt. Knowing you're down, Tyson Alawalu, Knowing that you know Joe Hayden's not there and that you're stretched thin um, at your corner position. So you're asking now Minka to do more. Uh, all of those things are the recipes that you've put on tape. And once you put it on tape, guess what?
0: It's you're every not out there for everybody to see.
1: <laughs> it's not going anywhere for another month from when you get it corrected. Oh yeah. All right, I want our fans to understand that this this is on tape today or from Sunday. The Bengals are watching this. If you don't cure some of those ills against the Bengals, the clock's going to reset, but the Bengals are going to be week 1 and then you're going to move forward for the next 3 weeks after that showing that you've that you've overcome this. If you don't overcome those deficiencies, those are the exploitations that will happen against you for uh, the rest of the rest of the season. Once you put it on tape, it is a minimum minimum four weeks that you could erase those bugaboos. So you got to get you got to get them erased as fast as possible.
0: You know, I, I agree with you, bud. You know, one of the things that I, I always go back to was I believe it was my second year in the league. Uh, so first year as a starter, second year in the league. And uh, against Miami, I had a real problem with the uh, Mike U games. Uh, you know, 3-4 defense and, and mm-hmm. just the pickup scheme. And I think I, I set a steal of the record. I got benched like three times, you know, on national TV. My oh. mom, she called the next day and she's like, Man, what happened? I mean, you were there, then you were gone, then you were there. It's <laughs> like, thanks, Mom. You know, it didn't go so good, okay? <laughs> uh, so, but, you know, my line coach took me aside, you know, Raleigh Dodge, and he says, listen. This is the kind of game that's gonna, it's gonna, it can make you or break you. You know, you've got to work this out and you got to get it right because I tell you what, we're going to New Orleans and uh, uh, that defensive coordinator, I think it was Wade Phillips back in the day, uh, is gonna look at that tape and he's gonna come at you with that Mike you Every opportunity that he gets and he's gonna keep coming at you because he's like a shark in water. He's you know smelled that blood. Uh, and until you correct it, stand up to it, you, you, you're going to have to relive this experience over and over until you get fired basically. <laughs> so, you yeah. know, yeah. In the first half, they ran it six times at me, Max, and thankfully God blessed me with the fact I, I stuffed it six times. They ran it once more in the second half and that was the last I saw of it, but that's how it works. It's going to stay there. It's going to be going at you until you fix it. I'm sure you've had similar experiences.
1: Oh yeah, and I mean, you know, I was good for once a year, uh, and, 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 BA, and BA would would literally lambaste me about this one.
0: Um, <laughs> once a year, BA's I one, would one that would lambaste you honest. with it. Yes, he would. <laughs> yes.
1: So, so anytime on the open side where we were the weak side of um, of our man protection, our '60s protection package, there would always be if there if there was if there was a if there was a four two nickel with. And I would have the slot to the weak side, and if the DN went wide and the, and so what they would do is they run they run an overfront okay so that 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 D tackle would be in a shade on the front side and mm. we would have will to the to the nickel slot right right and, and, we, and so it would inevitably happen that I would call a base um call instead of allowing the uh, the guard to, to duel okay or if the guy would come down and shade tight and then the guy would be a stack will I would right. call I, I would call I would call stack you know but I would never fan and so without a doubt once a year every single year Ben would get hit from the blind side <laughs> off of the nickel slot blitz and and I would know it, and I'd sit there. I'm like, God, dog it. I, he was all four years off the ball. You know, I, I was like, gosh, dog, I get beat once a year. And then we come yep. to meetings on Monday, and B.A. would pull the play up. He said, is that the one? Is that the one? Are we good for the year? Have you met your quota? Have you met your quota? Like, hey, Ben, do you think Max has met his quota? I mean, I'm just like in the middle of the offensive meeting. I'm just like, ugh. And I was like, That's my, that was my one. That was my one. I mean, it I was one on the nickel slot blitz. I would always get hit one time where I'm overthinking it, trying to stay stout on the inside. And inevitably, I would get Ben's ben, 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 ben sideswiped at least once. <laughs> he'd get the ball out because, you know, usually it was a hot with the nickel slot blitz, so he'd throw it. But it was one time. I mean, he never got smoked. But, <laughs> but he always oh. got sideswiped or, or, or hit. I will never forget so like,
0: oh. the situation you're talking about. Came with uh, the against the Giants and Lawrence Taylor had walked off into the slot area and like he was over the slot guy, and he's saying mm-hmm. he's hanging out there. And I remember uh, uh, Leonard Marshall going to the inside, and Leonard was a big defensive end. I got kicked out. That was my first game at offensive tackle without even getting a practice at it because of injuries and so forth. So, uh, which I always find amusing when, when you're told that, well, you're the tallest of the guards, so you need to go out to tackle. <laughs> you're going, what, I got uh, a half uh, inch uh, on somebody else? That's Really? <laughs> really? That's that's what you're going to – this is what it's all about, a half an inch of height?
1: It's like going to the combine and you're sitting there trying to get that measurement. You know, you got the guy putting the <laughs> right. paper over your head as you stand up against the wall. It's like, all right, all right, come on, Wolf, line up. Line up next to <laughs> him. No, no, no. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're a tackle. You're Good a t- enough. Good enough.
0: You're a freaking half inch taller th-
1: than the other guy. You give a half inch more of resistance. That's what it is. <laughs> yes. You give a half inch more of resistance. <laughs> so, Leonard you're making, Marshall, you're making you're making Lawrence Taylor have to run at least a half of a quarter of a step further to get to the quarterback.
0: (laughs) Boy, that that whole half-inch is going to do me a lot of good. But I will say this. I drove Marshall down to the guard, and I just happened to look out, and all of a sudden, this blur of a jersey, 56. And I think I've told you the story of how – the day before, I saw the, the jersey coming out of my nightmares as I fell asleep while I was doing yeah. my mental gymnastics. But that was the play, and I got forewarned by this jersey in my dreams the day before. You got a premonition. I had a premonition he was coming, baby, and I cut him. I chopped him right in half, yeah. coming off the corner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, in God the knew. nick of time. God
1: knew. God, God said, hey, pr- <laughs> pray. Hey, listen, your prayers are being answered. I'm showing Absolutely. you what's going to happen. Now you just have to
0: do it. Exactly, you know? And don't make me do it twice, muttonhead, is what he's telling me. (laughs) You know, you can only imagine. Next time, no, I ain't giving you that premonition, but certainly I had it that one time. Look, you know, the thing about it is that's what football is all about. You know, it's the longer you play, the more you get that instinctual thing. But here's the thing. How about the guys that suddenly on game day find out they're going to start? when maybe they haven't, you know, had that many reps. Or nine minutes before you go out there, you, you find out you're going to start like James Pierre. You know? <laughs> I mean, think about yeah. it. This young guy here, James Pierre, he's had all of 58 career snaps on defense, and third or one, 31 of those uh, came in Buffalo the week before. Of those 58, 31 came in Buffalo. And here he ends up playing all 66 versus the Raiders you know that had to be some tough sledding for him.
1: Yeah, no that that was definitely a uh, a, a a put on your big boy britches before you step out the tunnel uh, moment. Um, <laughs> and you know, but but I mean, it happens all the time. I mean, for for me, I'll never forget. You know, granted, I had started before in the NFL, but I'll never forget. Um, it was what 2007. Um, we're coming in. It's it was a it was a. Bad weather day, and I walk into the locker room on game day. You know, you walk in and you look around, and I saw that Marvell's pads weren't weren't um his jersey wasn't on his pads. I was like, hmm, that's interesting because Marvell, you know, we all he always gets his pads taped down, right? And I'm looking like, oh, okay, you know, and walk to my locker, I go through my routine, you know, mentally prepping, da 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 da. I walk in the training room. And Marvell's still sitting in, like, in like his, uh, you know, his, his workout clothes. Right. I'm like,
0: huh. You suspect something's coming.
1: Yeah, I was like, mm. <laughs> I mean, the river water is near, but it still smells a little fishy, you know. Uh, and, right. And and the next thing I know, I go up to Val. I said, Vel, what, what's good, man? He's like, you in, you in, young Buck. I was like, what, what do you mean, I'm in? Oh, oh, you're going to left tackle. Oh my! I was like, I know, I, pra- I know, I've practiced left tackle, <laughs> haven't played it in a game yet. But uh, what do you mean I'm going at left tackle? He's like, Yeah, yeah, no, the back's not feeling good today. Oh no! So your back's not feeling good against Jason Taylor.
0: That's a bad you couldn't move. Have told me
1: this yesterday. <laughs> I was like, you couldn't tell me this yesterday. A little, little
0: forewarning.
1: Sometime during the week, no, the back was the back was great because you got all the reps. I didn't get into, I didn't get any of those reps. I got look squad reps. I I, I I was you, uh, you know, exactly on the practice look squad, right? You know I I am not I'm not me I'm not me. So he's like, hey, time to go.
0: I'm time like, to okay. go. All right, and that's what we so, got to yeah. do.
1: <laughs> and, and we got no warm up because remember the field was tart. Remember when it was when that bad storm we double sided. Oh yeah,
0: hold that thought, okay? Because I want to come yeah. back to that. All right, you're in the locker room with Wolf Starks and the Ninjas, ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio you Presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers nation radio. Welcome everybody. We're back and at it after a little break there. And when we left off, because I never like to leave off stories when they're incomplete. And we were talking about James Pierre had nine minutes to know that he was up and going and got all the cornerback assignments there uh, after Joe Hayden was down and so forth. And, um, You also start talking about when you found out just before a game against Jason Taylor, who is a pretty noted defensive end from Miami. uh, And Marvell Smith, the great Marvell Smith, he goes down and it's like, you know, just by seeing him sit in his civvies before a game, um, what were you thinking at that point, Max?
1: I was thinking in my head, I'm like, Oh my God, I am so glad I watched film but at the same time I'm like <laughs> I couldn't get a heads up, Mar- Belly. You couldn't you could call me on the way to the game and say, Yeah, I don't think you just so I could get my mental preparation on. I have a special playlist that I would play but right. I knew I had a tough opponent. Like you you know, you have those songs that kick, so now I'm trying to rush, trying to trying to go through my iPod <laughs> shuffle and everything, trying to trying to get to the playlist and um you know, it was one of those things, but I mean, but that's the game, right? Right. You know, it, you know, when you're taught that you're not a backup, you're a starter and waiting. You know that that's literally what it means, right? You know, you're just you're just waiting for that shot, and you don't know when that shot's going to come, but when it does come, you need to be ready to answer. And I just remember that moment so vividly. And then I'm like, okay, well, let me go, let me go out on the field, let me go warm up. No, field's not available. Got to do it in the hallway. Now, what, why was what that? What do you mean I had to do it? in the- <laughs> Because there was a storm coming. The storm was coming, and we knew it was coming from a grounds crew staff, right? And they decided the week before we're going to resod the field. Let's resod the field. But wait a second, this storm is coming. so we don't have enough time to cut up the old turf. No, no, no. We're going to lay the sod on top of it and let it set. Storm hits. They tarp while it's storming. Right, what the night before the
0: game, right?
1: The night before the game. That means that all that moisture, because the tarp is waterproof, all that moisture is now collapsed in on fresh sod. And if anybody has laid has laid grass, you know, when you've redone your grass, <laughs> fresh sod is not secure. It has to have time to sink down. It hasn't sunk down. So they, tar- they, they take the tarp off right before kickoff. <laughs> we come out on the field. They're taking the tarp off, and we don't know what the field could do. It looks good from an optic standpoint, right. right? It Looks green. It has all the all the lines and everything. Man, we took one step on that field, and our feet went—you <laughs> know—that suction sound you get. Yep. Where your foot like, and you like, uh, uh. and so everybody that makes a beeline and just runs down the sideline. <laughs> and we're, I, and I and I'm in my head. I'm like, oh god. I have the wrong spikes on so now because i was thinking i hadn't i needed seven studs right Right. you know the spiked cleats whereas i needed field turf cleats in this moment because it was so much so now i'm on the sidelines with the wrong cleats on
0: wait a minute you got studs and, on that's what you needed
1: no no and this one i want i wanted to have the field turf cleats because really? i could move through it a lot easier because no i could kidding. move the grass around because it if you got the spikes they sunk in and that's what i always wanted of course i
0: never sunk in like that that was sinking in yeah i do know because i went out i was actually made a game honorary game captain there so i walked out you know with the coin toss and i was sinking in you know i mean my feet were (laughs) sick the 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 water and mud was coming over the tops of my shoes you know and i'm like how is anybody going to be able to run on this
1: well, and that was the thing because if I had this, so my my field turf please had a wider waffle. So think about when like snowshoes, right? Okay, you know snowshoes, you want that wider traction. That's right. what the field turf shoes provided. So I wanted the wider traction because the spikes would stick too fine. Okay, and the mud would come over the shoe. I got gotcha. you. Whereas opposed to being displaced, snowshoes.
0: So, that's an excellent metaphor. Okay, now, now yeah. you're cooking with Crisco, buddy. Yeah.
1: yeah. So so and then and then the first play. They're like, oh, we're going to run a pass. I'm like, how are we going to run a pass? And I'm looking across at Jason. He has the all-white jersey on. Right. And I'll never forget. I, I set, and he kind of hesitated. Like, he kind of gave me, like, four steps, gave me a shimmy, and then retraced. I'm like, what? What? What, what is he doing? Jason didn't want to get his jersey dirty. <laughs> he had the all-white on. You know, it's, it's primetime football. Right. It's, it's Sunday <sighs> night. He's not trying to get a muddy jersey. He's not oh no, you're he's kidding! Already me. a hall
0: of Famer. you telling me, Jason Taylor? Wasn't he from uh, PA here? Wasn't he a PA yeah, guy? Yeah, he's from
1: PA. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, but right here no, in but no, it PA? was. But no, you, so you could tell that nobody wanted to go to the ground. I mean, I'm right. not gonna lie, I didn't want to go to the ground, right? Because the second you hit the ground, your jersey gets soaked, right? Your pants get soaked, and then now it, you're waterlogged. Yeah, and that was the other thing because I remember. From Miami, back in 2004 when we went down there, yeah, how bad it sucked to be in that rain <laughs> and how heavy you were. So I'm like, hmm, this is an interesting theory. Uh, so, <laughs> so yes, but I, but I, we played the game. I mean, that was a game we won three zip. Like Jay Reed hit yeah. hit the only field goal. It was crazy. I blocked Feely's field goal. And yeah, but it was just it was one of those things. Yeah. So I was still I still had defensive duties. Still defensive duties back for, in the
0: day. That's good. Cool. Yeah, so I, so and you made the field goal the kick? block, and I was a goal.
1: Yeah, I was on goal line defense, and I was also um, on field goal block. So, so it, <laughs> it was, it was, but I mean, but that that's just how it goes. That's the game of football, right? Right. You just, you just, hey, you, you're prepared. You've done your study, you've, you've got to be your due diligence, yeah. Whether it's mental, mental or physical reps, you are expected to go perform because right, the standard is a standard. Yep. And so you go out there, you got. And you got to live up to that standard, and luckily in that situation it worked out for the good. But that can be stressful for a young guy, right? <laughs> I you think know, it might have been for James Pierre
0: it. nine minutes of launch mode. You know, oh, you got yeah. nine minutes uh, to get prepared here. Okay, you know. But the fact is, yeah, you know, he, he he did. You know, he he went out, did his job the best he could, and he's going to learn from it. And you know, I think everybody is going to learn from this past game. But I'll tell you, one guy that is always prepared, and he's waiting to come in the locker room. We're going to go to the phones right now. The number's 412-919-1316. We got Sarcastic Sword from Parts Unknown. Sword, welcome into the locker room with Wolf Starks and the Ninjas. Are you there, Sword? Uh, okay, we're still trying to locate the Parts Unknown. I think he parted us unknowingly. But okay. We'll we'll get back to Sword later on. The thing about it is, oh, we got him. Okay. Sword, are you there, buddy? Hello Sword, are you there?
2: There you are. There That's you there. go. Okay. How morning. you doing? morning, guys. Good. Good. I hope you're doing the same. Enjoying the enjoying the memories there, Max. Hey, uh, you know, I like I like to pause after an emotional weekend uh not just the Steeler game, but that Ravens game and uh, take a deep breath and kind of look at things. What I'm sure of is two things. We're not going to be 17 and oh, and we're still uh, leading our division at this moment. Those things are for sure. And Wolf, Like I've told you over the years, I hate to beat a dead horse here, but I look at the season like a very good mystery, a a book you pick up, and a good mystery you don't know what's on the next page or the next chapter. You have highs and lows, surprises, and we've got 17 chapters. Uh, We're we're done with one, and hopefully an epilogue uh, after those 17 chapters. But let the team become what it's going to be. That's going to take, as you know four to six weeks and if you're looking at patience and and I think of the running game just for the heck of it I looked back on Tennessee's specs uh, on Henry in his Arizona game last week he had 17 carries for 58 yards and uh, this last week uh, against Seattle he had 35 carries for 182 yards uh, that tells you something about patience, and that tells you something about what we may be able to do with Harris. And in that mix, uh, I know others are talking about it. It's it's just a question mark I have about uh, Derek Watt and what he's here for more than just to be out there on the field for the coin flip. I think that guy – Uh, honestly, if he's, if he's the athlete, we know he is, I can't see him staying here forever. If he's not going to play on this team, I really think the option, if you go to 2025 carries, uh, with Harris having a fullback in there in the mix instead of two tight ends, or even with two tight ends can, can add a great deal to this team. He's, he's an asset that I think uh we're ignoring at the moment and it would certainly help uh on the inexperienced lineman by having an experienced fullback for for Harris.
0: I agree with you, Sword. Look, we all know we want some more fullback. It's kinda like uh Will Farrell in that one uh Uh, you know the one comedy cut you know with christopher walken more cowbell we want more fullback that's what we want okay but you know the blue oyster cult yes exactly recording session (laughs) we're up against it sword i want to thank you for for chiming in there and we'll bring it up later on but right now we got to get off because we got bob labriola coming in too but thank you so much sword for jumping in appreciate you like more fullback but we'll be back with more fellas wolf starks and the ninjas in the locker room espn pittsburgh and steelers nation radio two three four is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. All right, we want to welcome into the locker room Bob Labriola, Steelers historian, Steelers Digest editor, Steelers.com contributor, and all things Steelers Nation. Welcome, Bob Labriola. Labs, good to have you in the locker room, my friend.
3: Which one of you you two guys is going to be in uniform on Sunday?
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know, the beauty is, Labs, I was thinking as I was sitting there waking up this morning, kind of getting my coffee going and all that stuff, how long was it before you you, you got a question post-game of whether it's a fourth down decision, whether it's game management or You know what are you going to do to replace? Go down on I don't know on the Boulevard of the Allies and find another defensive lineman. I mean, some of those questions had to be hitting you right away after the game.
3: Well, I'll tell you what I'll tell you. They all took a back seat to uh, bench the quarterback. Oh, really? (laughs) Oh, Oh. these are Steelers fans. They they go they go go right to the most absurd um, scenario possible. So, how long is Mike Tomlin going to stick with Ben?
0: My goodness, uh, eighteen years insane. gets you that?
3: Oh it's my Super heavens! Bulls. Well, like I said, um, uh, he's he's one of the two best quarterbacks in franchise history, and he's one of twelve guys uh, in NFL history with more than one Super Bowl. So, yeah, I think it's yeah. What I, I don't know when the trash gets collected over on the North Shore, but yeah, just <laughs> throw him out with the trash. That's oh that's, my that's, heavens, it's a fine idea.
1: Fine idea. Well, well, I mean, and then you know, it's four AFC championship appearances in that process, along with those two Super Bowls. I mean, you know, the countless amount of yards that he has amassed through the air, and I mean, is is the, is this what is this the era of the fantasy of the fantasy football player? Right, I, you know, I th- I think where so, you're just trying to switch that, him.
3: That, I, a lot of times, these questions are framed in the sense of his statistics were bad which to me indicates fantasy football. (laughs) Um, Because that to me would be the only reason why anyone would complain about how he played against the Bills. Absolutely. Because, because, um, you know, because they don't, (laughs) in fantasy leagues, I don't know, I'm not in one, never have been. But my understanding of them is you don't get any points for things like poise, you know, and keeping the, keeping the young guys calm and in a hostile environment or you know any of that stuff so that doesn't count
0: <laughs> that's amazing yeah, to me to points, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no no doubt about it you know i i look at that and i, I guess it, you shake your head when you think about what are you looking at what are you thinking about this is a guy that has got a proven track rec- record of of winning you know when when are you you're going to Pull somebody out like that, I don't know. It just makes no sense to me. But I do understand the frustration with the running game. And the running game, I think, is a work in progress, Labs. Uh, Max and I were, were talking about it yesterday. And, uh, you know, the thing that one of the things that I know can help us is a little more fullback. You know, uh, the other thing is maybe a little less with the, the motions and, and stuff like that. Um, simplify the thing. I remember having a, a conversation with Jeff Hardings back in your day, Max, and we are talking about how they they simplified the boss play that actually turned into that big run in the Super Bowl. But simplifying, making sure you could run that, bo- that boss play against anybody, anybody, you know, and just going over it and over it and cutting down on the run options, but ma- making sure everybody was on the same page. I'm wondering if we might not be better served – with uh, a little less of the bells and whistles now, which I was all for, no doubt about it. But, you know, a little more fullback, a little more uh, power rush, a little more putting the heave-ho in your ham hocks at the line of scrimmage.
3: Um, sounds good to me. Uh, but, uh, cause, you know, I don't um, – that, that's really your guys' area, I think, uh, you know, looking at that stuff. One of the things I noticed uh, on Sunday was – uh, and let me explain what i mean right after i say this before both of you guys go crazy <laughs> um, this team misses antonio brown there isn't anyone and i'm not talking about the you know the, the crazy stuff right um the selfish stuff you know all that kind of but it doesn't seem to me that you know what the steelers used to be able to do when he was uh, you know on the team on the field was you know, you could line up uh two receivers on one side or trips on one side and put A B on the other side and he could beat that corner one on one with a route in the and, and be be there in that twelve to fifteen to seventeen yard area, um and catch the ball. And I don't know that the Steelers really have anyone who is that good coming off the line, beating a corner uh, with a route, you know, with you, without any help from, you know, combinations or, you know, any of that kind of stuff, you mm-hmm. know, rub routes or pick plays or, you know, any of that stuff that we don't <laughs> But that would be illegal, up. Bob, legal. so we got to be careful with uh, the pick
0: plays.
1: Okay. But, um, rub route and, and just be rub a a le- right. is a legal definition. <laughs>
3: okay. And, you know, and be there, um, catch the ball, you know, make a play for the quarterback. Um, and, You know, I get it that um, Antonio Brown is, you know, let me say this. I get it that a receiver who isn't as good at that as he is doesn't mean the guy is no good or needs to be replaced or anything like that. I just think that that's missing from this offense where, you know, you have a third and 11 or something. You know, I remember back in the day, um, he just beat his man one-on-one Ben would deliver the ball where he was supposed to be and he was there and if it was on the sideline he would do that toe tap thing um you know make the catch make the play move the sticks um i don't notice that as much anymore now again i don't know if it's the scheme of the offense or you know those kinds of routes aren't as prevalent now as they were then um you know i don't i don't know but it it just seems to me just watching um, you know, from the press box with the binoculars, watching things develop in the secondary, um, there's not a lot of guys running open. There's just not. And um, so there's that too. So let's go with your suggestion. We'll <laughs> more, more fullback, simplify the run, and, um, you know, try and magically transform one of those receivers into Antonio Brown with all the uh, psychological issues. And then we're rolling. Well, well and
1: I, I think, you know, and then that begs me to ask the question, what about James Washington? Right? Because you know, last year you look at those situations. That was James Washington, right? The fifty fifty balls going up for contested catches, making those 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 moments where the change kept moving. Where is James Washington in that conversation? Because obviously he's not one of those top three options. And when he does get in the game, you know, it's a little lackluster. But I think, you know, with that confidence, I think that's what James Washington was built to be last year Um, in a lot of those third and medium situations, um, you know, fourth down situations got to have it and you're throwing a pass. That was the guy that that had all the highlights last year. Um, So, you know, where did the fall from grace happen? Because that's who I thought was going to be on that track to be that kind of go to possession guy. Where it's like, we got to have it. James will go get the 50 50 ball.
3: Well, I don't, maybe I'm I'm not being um, clear. Um, but that's, to me, that's a different. 50 50 balls are, are not what I'm referring to. I'm talking about a guy who can win a one on one matchup and get open okay. by himself. Right. right. And I don't think James okay. Washington has that, um, I don't know what the scouts call it, short area quickness or you know, the the fluid hips or, you know, any of that kind of – because I, I just think it's a um, – you know, you either have it or you don't. I don't think it's anything you teach. You either have to have that quickness and speed, you know, the footwork uh, to get away from a top NFL cornerback, or you don't. I mean, that's why some guys get paid more than others. <laughs> um, I don't – you know, I think that the – you know, the Steelers have some good receivers, and I, I'm, not, I'm not ripping them. I mean, like – but everyone seems to have their own – um Unique skill that they bring. Um, Juju is a tough guy uh, and and you know hard to tackle. And uh, Chase Claypool is big and strong and you know uses that to his advantage in in trying to do his job. The the guy to me that is the closest to Antonio Brown to what I was talking about is Deontay Johnson um, and. You know, um, I don't know if they're not running him on those routes or, you know, but you see a, a little bit of uh, some of the things that I'm talking about when he catches the ball short. Um, you know, he has some um, escapability, I guess, for lack of a better word. Right. Sometimes to be able to do some things with the ball after the catch. Uh, but, you know, too often I think that you can surround him or you can surround a player like that um, if he's just running, you know, four or five yards off the line of scrimmage. If you need twelve or thirteen yards, and you can get him on the ground before you know he, he gets to the line of the game. So, um, you know, I don't know. Again, we're just—I thought we're just talking about um, ideas here that don't necessarily have any basis in fact. Because really, that's one of my areas of expertise.
0: Well, you um, know, you go to foods, baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, ideas
3: I- that, you know, aren't necessarily you know, uh, based in the real world. But
0: I think so. your observation is spot on. You know, the problem is, those guys like A.B. are so few and far between that you can oh, line absolutely. them up. And and you're right, though, but that's a great observation, because that's the one thing that you, and, and you, you, you really laid it out, which I think is fantastic, is the fact that you've got, you know, the Chase Claypool who's got the physicality, who's the 50-50 ball guy, the guy like James Washington, very similar and like that, you know, and, and some of the other guys, but a guy that you can depend on, and and I'm going to say this uh, real quick, um, but I, I'm starting to like it. And we only got less than a minute, labs, but Pat Fryermuth is starting to really turn my head because this kid is making plays. He was four for four in catches. He's somebody that I think you can start to build a little bit of that thing on. You were talking about.
3: Yeah, and you know, the, and with the, the receivers too, um, you, you also have to be under be are cognizant of the offensive line and how long they can protect. Because everything, to me, has to be kind of built around that. So, uh, you know, I don't know that it can't get done, but I don't think there's any disagreement among us that right now it's not.
0: All right. Thank you so much, Labs. Appreciate you, brother. That's the great Bob. Bob Labriola. Thank you for checking in with us, brother. We'll be back with more. We're up against a heartbreak, so we got to cut out of here. Wolf Starks and the Ninjas, and that was Bob Labriola in the locker room, ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio.